raise it up, why? Raise it up. Hey loves, hey loves, hey loves. My name is YM Vaughn. I also go by Y. And this is another incredible episode of Raise It Up Why, the podcast. We are coming at you the last Thursday of February 2024 in an episode entitled after our latest and greatest Love Lounge Live LA event called Let Love Win. And I don't know if you guys can see, but on my um for everybody who's watching on YouTube, thank you for taking the time to watch this beautiful set that my angels uh, at Onet underscore Ashe and at Cup of Sue have created for you all. But can you see it? Is it on the right side? This uh, necklace that TJ ended up getting me for Christmas, I believe, 2021 into 2022, uh, we have it engraved, Let Love Win, on here because that was the lesson that my... Uh, I had a loss in the family, and that was what I learned from that energy as it was no longer physically here. Don't fight against love when it's happening to and for you. In other words, let love win. If this is your first time here, thank you for stopping by and visiting with us Um Raise It Up Why is where OGs kick game to real ones only. We do this using non-corny positivity within hip-hop, hip-hop, okay, within hip-hop culture from the West Coast of the world. I love whenever I'm about to do the intro, because there's always going to be like one little kaboop, yeah, to dig me. So it's like, I wouldn't be me if it didn't have that. I was like, oh shit, I'm really getting my shit off today. No, it doesn't work like that. Um, When we say raise it up, we are talking about raising three things. One, your self-awareness. Two, your vibration. And three, your capacity for love, which is knowledge. And this year on the pod, the entire year, we are really going to be honing in on that third piece, the capacity for love. Um, as we discussed in last week's uh, beautiful event live here in LA, uh, I'll talk more about it after we ground and intro this thing. Um, when you are in relationship with someone, including yourself, what you have to kind of check in about is making sure that someone can hold space for all the greatness that you bring and all the magnitude that you are and that you bring might not always be great. It might be deep. Some of your depth might include a legacy or some of your depth might include overcoming trauma, but whatever it is, you want to make sure that when you're engaging with another person or you are looking at and engaging with yourself, that you have the ability to hold space, hold space for you. Um, and that's going to be our focus, the capacity for love. Raising your capacity for love means raising yourself 
knowledge. You can't love what you don't know. You never will. You never have. All right? So we'll get more into that in this 67th episode of the podcast, Raise It Up. Why, again, if you're looking along on YouTube, thank you for joining into the show of this podcast. Um, uh, the titties is out. Okay, let me let me just keep it a stack. All right, the twins is happening. They're here. Oh, you can't see it because of this. Ooh, Onet done helped y'all. Okay, hold on. That was a sneak peek. We back. Everybody that is listening along on Apple Podcast and Stitcher and uh, yeah, shouts out to TJ, the man of the lounge. I'm a whole fiance with titties out. Okay, um, on a public platform. Um, so yay, uh, the idea being if you're listening at Spotify or Stitcher or what well, we just realized we're also on Pandora podcast and things like that. Um, thank you so much for your non-refundable time and energy, whether you are a listening love, or whether you are a YouTube viewers, shouts out to all of our loves, the JBP loves. We have Fast Auntie loves. We have loves from seasons one, two, three, and possibly four uh, of Love Culture. If you haven't been around, uh, stick around. You'll understand what those seasons mean. I explained it on last episode with TJ, episode 66. But um, let's get into some grounding. Uh, if you don't know, now you're about to know that I am a trained therapist, non-traditionally practicing. Talk to me nice if you talk to me at all. Um, what that ends up meaning is I start all of my podcast episodes with grounding. Grounding is a therapeutic technique where we separate the space. Whatever type of time you was dealing with before you came to this broadcast, to the sound of my voice, to the look of this pod, whatever type of time you was on before, we're just going to create a little bit of separation to the time you're about to experience now. Bringing yourself into the present moment, really being where you think you are, that's grounding, all right? Becoming present, being aware. And to do that, I invite you to close your eyes if you don't mind. Always an invitation, never a request. Take a moment to be here with me. Really hear my voice. I want you to feel your feet. Take your awareness down to your feet. Just to make sure you're there, wiggle your toes. I want you to bring your awareness all the way up through your body to the top of yourself, in your head area. Touch your nose. You're just doing that to prove to yourself that you're truly here. Breathe the breath in. Release and blow that breath out. Try that again in through your nose and out through your mouth. And take a moment to own this. What you're living is called a miracle or also it's called life. That you are breathing you are winning just because you are living in this life. And just by spending this time with my voice right now, I want you to know you are investing into your betterment. Sit with that. Feel proud. And let's go up, man. Let's go up. Let's get right into it. Um, Y'all, I want to recap right quick and right fast. Love Lounge Live LA, the second one we've ever done. 
happened on the 13th of February. We've been getting our minds right and setting this up since TJ's birthday, October since October 6th, 2023. All right? What I need you guys to know is y'all did it. We showed up. We showed out. We had an extraordinary time. And the conversation, oh baby, was extraordinary. Um, shouts out to my boy Eastside K Boy at Eastside underscore K Boy, if I'm not mistaken, um, on Instagram. Yo, my boy came in and sat with me longer than TJ did. Everyone was like, "Who was that guy? Did TJ know him?" I'm like, "Of course, TJ knew him. He was sitting right there." Uh, some of you said, "I wish I would have heard more from TJ." TJ and I spoke for two and a half hours on a podcast episode called Surprise, Surprise, episode 66. So if you need to hear it, please go back and listen to it. That was the reason TJ spoke as uh, shortly as he did during the 13th. Um, I need you guys to know. I have plans for when I do my talks in person and on Instagram in love lounges every Tuesday, usually on Instagram. What I've also learned to do from a therapeutic space and from a trusting the process space, more feminine energy space, you got to let life, life, or as this episode would beg of you, you've got to learn to let love win. Um, I have intended marks for us to speak about and do things about. However, sometimes the energy will just take you and sweep you. And on the 13th, it was no different. Um, love, relationships, and marriage is what we covered and talked about. And I think we touched on love, especially self-love a little bit. But once we got to relationship, oh baby, it was a wrap. <laughs> we never advanced into the marital talk. And I know my baby sister-in-law, uh, shouts out to Aurora, um, wife in Wava Life. Uh, she was like, I was thinking we were going to get a little more marriage talk happening and things like that. I was like, girl, me too. I, d- I didn't know that Eastside K-Boy and a few of the loves, the lady loves especially, would turn the room completely the fuck up. Uh, All with one statement. Bro said, I'm a work in progress. (laughs) He said, I'm a work in progress. So what I'm trying to say is my woman don't have to deal with all my bullshit, but she does have to deal with the fact that I am a work in progress. And I'm on stage, so I'm watching the room and a lot of the dudes was like, man, that's some real shit. That's real what he said right now. The ladies was like, nigga, what? Like, what you mean I don't got to deal with your bullshit, but I got to deal with you dealing with your bullshit? I don't, I don't understand. It turned into about two hours, <laughs> maybe 90 minutes of processing just that. Um, and people were incredible sports. Uh, uh in love culture, if you guys don't know, again, if you're new here, Raise It Up Why is home to love culture. Love culture is the body of listenership and supporters of this podcast. Um, because I'm a single person here on the pod, weekly, 
Uh, this pod comes out once a month, but weekly on Instagram, we meet up in a, the closest thing I can create to a safe space on the internet, which is called a love lounge. Anytime you see me live across my socials, you're officially in a love lounge. Um, and the loves came in and will come in and we'll have conversations about the content that's brought here on the pod. So the lady loves of Love Culture uh, that had opposing views to what Isai K-Boy was speaking about Man, listen, <laughs> it turned into some real fun discussion. Um, one of those things is you had to be there, but another one of those things is today's episode is going to be a lot of all of the things I wished I had time to say on the 13th. That's part of what we're going to end up covering today. Um, and I'm so, I love that I said that at the exact 13th minute of this pod, at least since. We've been taping. It says 13 right there. I was like, Wyan, you better be in a flow. Okay, talk about it. Um, so that's going to come back. The Eastside K-Boy with Lady Love conversation is going to come back. I don't do gender wars. I don't do gotcha moments. And if I don't do it, neither does my platform, neither, neither does my support ship called Love Culture. When we have discussions, we have discussions to reveal ourselves to ourselves. And sometimes we will act as accountability partners to help reveal another to him or herself, themselves. Okay. And uh, like I say, we're continuing that portion of the pod in the YN's words of wisdom, which happens at the end of uh, the podcast, but right now we're going to get in and raise them up. To further go into the concept of I am a work in progress, which is hashtag I am a work in progress. That's what the gentleman loves have been uh, taunting the lady loves with all over Instagram. <laughs> um, I love that uh, oh, Raise Them Up is the part of the pod where I get to edutain. I get to bring to you a lesson from my entertainer, educator brain in a fun and entertaining way. I gift y'all just new lessons uh, from maybe familiar information. Um, so on this Raise Them Up, I'm going to hearken to a clip that I just let my angels, uh, Susie and Onet, hear it is in Patreon subscriptions from Common's own voice if you would like to hear it. However, um, yesterday, today is Wednesday. Well, not really. It's <laughs> no o'clock in the morning on Thursday. But uh, on uh, the 20th of this month in February 2024, I was scheduled to speak and guest lecture again at USC in the musicology hip-hop program class, the Thornton School of Music, but the hip-hop uh, class there. And um, that idea for me teaching soon was thwarted seeing that Common was speaking on campus that day. It's a hip-hop class. Yes, you're supposed to go watch Common have a talk with the media 
Trailblazer series at USC. So that's what Dr. Sean Nye's class, where I where I'm a guest lecturer, we all went down and listened to Common kick his game. One of the most intriguing parts of the night was where there was Q&A from the audience to Common. And one of the students of USC asked Common about his journey for self-discovery because he has a new book and all this fun stuff. Um, I taped part of his answer when I saw that he was talking about a relationship that shaped how he approaches his relationship with himself. Uh, It's an incredible, goodness, it's an incredible, I am a work in progress moment not from Eastside K-Boy, not from the Gentleman Loves at the Love Lounge LA, uh, Live LA that agreed with Eastside K-Boy, but it's a moment to see Mr. Ego himself, aka Emmy winner, Grammy Award winner, and Oscar winner, Common, rapper from the South Side of Chicago, been out for decades, upper statesman in this game, to hear Common talk about a relationship, a romantic relationship affected his ability to see himself bigger than that, to be himself. Um, hearing that clip in his own words uh, is kind of amazing, but I want to bring it to love culture here in this episode of Raise It Up Why to say, I don't care who you are, where you're from, the shit you do, the shit you've done. There is no substitute for the work. Therapeutically, we talk about this thing called, quote unquote, the work. And this shouldn't have been a raise them up. This actually should have been a get raised. Not a get raised, but a, um, a break it down because it involved hip hop. I'm going to still keep it as a raise them up because why not? But um. I say that because under the break it down, we uncovered the already existing genius of hip hop culture. This was a hip hop culture genius moment to me personally. I'm just giving you the lesson I took from it. That's why I'm calling it a raise it up, raise them up. (sighs) Ladies and gentlemen, there's no substitute for the work. You can have money, notoriety, fame, wealth. Cars, money, clothes, hoes, BBLs, weaves, lashes, trauma, uh, uh, ballers, bitches. Uh, it does not matter who, what, where, when. When we in the therapeutic world talk about there's no substitute for the work, Dr. Zeb uh at zeb the 3rd the 3rd at zeb the 3rd on instagram one of his reels really talks about this eloquently and because he's a doctor at the therapeutic in the therapeutic space i just find like i kind of defer to people who are smarter than me in spaces um but if you want to know from my perspective, which is what a raise them up is, 
when I talk about doing the work for psychological evolution, what I'm personally referring to is when you recognize that you're holding on to something. Everyone on YouTube gets to see me hold on to something right now. You might as well get to see titties too. Um, When you recognize that you're holding on to something, I don't know who put that something in your hands. I don't know if some parents didn't kiss some of your boo-boos and now you have a complex about who comes for you and consoles you when you cry. I don't know if a parental figure like a dad wasn't around and now you second guess how secure or safe you are. I don't know if a parental figure like a mom wasn't around to affirm your well-established emotional maturity um, and let you know that you can be a man and cry or that you can have feelings and that those things are okay. I don't know what your psychological hangup is that might have you holding on to something in your hands. But let me assure you something that the masterminds of love culture have assured me, Mitsun Okada and Urban Underscore Counselor, uh, you might not be responsible for why you have baggage, but once you're aware of your baggage, you're the only one that can decide to put it down. The sign I'm holding up in my hands, if you're watching on YouTube, the sign I'm holding up in my hands, it's not in anyone else's hands to put down. It's not Onet making me hold this. It's not Susie making me hold this. TJ isn't doing anything right or wrong that has me holding this. It's not the government's fault. It's not the white man's fault. It's not any faction of humans' faults. It's not anyone's fault that Wyan still has whatever I'm holding in my possession. All I can tell you is that once you recognize you're the only one who can put the baggage down, you will also then recognize that you're the one who has all of the power, all of the answers to what goes on in your personal development and self-discovery. In today's society, I think a lot of people like to look at and talk about therapy. But when I say, are you doing the work? It's recognizing how many, how many things you're holding on to, how many signs, how many bags. Are they heavy? Are they big? Are they small? Do you know when you learn to carry them? What are you when you put them down? We've talked on this podcast about Lady of Rage speaking about forgiving her father during Father's Day one year and recognizing that 
She held on to her anger for longer than she had meant to, but she did it because she didn't know who she was without it. I've also heard it be said that people say, I'm fighting my demons, I'm fighting my demons. That's a lie. You're holding on to your demons. Your demons are done with you the moment they allow you to doubt yourself and discourage you. The reason people hold on to their quote-unquote demons for so long is because it gives them a sense of purpose. And once that's gone, once they, they, the, the demon leaves them, once that thing is no longer largely present in their lives, they now have to take responsibility for what's left. And sometimes people would rather toxicity than feel empty. I would rather have negativity because at least I still have something. To be left alone is to be empty for some people. And like our boy in love culture uh, at Tony Foster Jr., a.k.a. Tony the Tiller says, are you empty or are you open? Great reframe, great redirection for thought there. but. I bring up Common, and as he did the work, he had a couple things working for him. One, he had people in his vicinity that helped him see that, one, he had work to do, and two, he was worth the work. I've talked for two episodes, one at the end of 2020, I believe, And one last year for February 2023 called What About Your Friends? We have a part one and a part two of that episode, of that topic at least. I need y'all to recognize sooner than later, the folks you surround yourself with have the potential to carry you into greatness or stomp you into defeat. These are the individuals that can see you in a moment where you're not on top, even though you've been a successful rapper and actor and Grammy Award winner, Oscar winner, Emmy winner, your friends are Robert Glasper and Questlove and Jay Dilla, rest in peace. Uh, uh, Ava DuVernay is one of your homies. And you got people like Dr. Maya Angelou that are in your history that you know, and you've spoken and rapped at the White House, for God's sakes, for our first Black president. And if you have the wrong, quote unquote, friends around you, quote unquote, for friends as well. These individuals can take any bit of doubt or fear that you think or feel about yourself and maximize it to the point where it's crippling. You can also have people in your vicinity, people in your circle of trust, your support who look at you and see you when you look in the mirror and see a funhouse image of yourself. You're not able to see you. You see a distorted image. The friends and the company that you keep are a large indicator of how you pick a romantic relationship. I know that seemed like it went around the block and down the corner, but I am far from being inaccurate or wrong. How you do anything is how you do everything. So if you have a friend circle that can exploit you when you're down 
or a friend circle that you don't realize is exploiting you and your likeness while you're up because you're so blinded by the bright lights, by all the money you tossing around in the strip club. If you're not honed in on the type of individual you are and the types of folks you keep around you, ladies and gentlemen of the love lounge and love culture and raise it up. Why learn this no sooner before any woman, any man, however, whoever you love before any person can bring you down, your rocket might be pointed in the direction for disaster first already. So let's not start blaming love, relationship, and or marriage for catastrophic results when we haven't set ourselves up for success in the first place. Doing the work is being self-aware enough to know what you look like. If you don't know what you look like, perfect. Get curious. Start exploring, discovering, taking some things off, uncovering. This is the work. You show up. Sometimes you'll show out. Sometimes you'll tap out. But you show up and you don't stop showing up until life renders you the results that you're looking for. Not out there, in here. How you do everything is how you do anything. I've heard from the world of recovery and addictions, changing the world is an inside job. I've heard from Christian friends, there's life and death in the tongue. Well, if you can speak life or speak death, it would assume to me that within the mind, you're thinking heaven or hell. Let's be very careful about our diets. You are what you eat. That includes your timeline. That includes the podcasts that you're promoting and putting inside of you. That's including the cable TV, if that still exists. I'm so out of date. I don't know. I don't own a TV. Onet knows that. I have a TV in there that stays off the whole time. I think it's just because I thought a house is supposed to have a TV. Um, It's actually not mine. It's Wendy's. So shouts out to I am Wendy with an I. But um, I wanted to put that out there to say doing the work is recognizing you're worth the recognition. You're not worth the recognition because you're doing something, because you're in trouble, because you're being praised. It's just good to get in contact with you when no one is looking because that's when you tell yourself the most deeply influencing things. You make a mistake and say, I'm so stupid. That little off the cuff statement is a real depiction of you. Some of y'all don't know. My first degree is in child development and uh, family, not management. What is it? Child development and family. Oh my God. Studies. There we are. (laughs) Child development and family studies. Um, One of the biggest lessons you as a parent, you are your child's first teacher. I know what the home life of a preschooler looks like based on how they talk and play. A four and a five-year-old is what I'm talking about. Based on what they say and how they play, I can tell what's going on at home. 
So it's not when you're trying to be the most upstanding mommy or daddy that you're showing your child who and how to be. It's when you're doing stuff around the house and you don't realize every time you go to the stove, you scratch your butt. And then the fantasy play preschool age child goes to the play stove and scratches their butt. That's what I'm talking about. You're teaching young people how to be when you're least trying to. That's the same way you are programming yourself, your thoughts, your inner dialogue. It's when you're least trying to that you have the deepest and the biggest impact. Realizing these things, ladies and gentlemen, is doing the work. It doesn't matter if you're common. It doesn't matter if you're East Side K-Boy. It doesn't matter if you are Love Damo or Love Janelle. When we say that I am a work in progress, it's true for us all. Onet, Susie, Wyan, all of us. We are all works in progress. None of us get it right. Even sometimes when we leave this earth, we do not. But do we keep showing up? If we do, we're doing the work. And at the very least, we're getting a little bit better than we were yesterday every day towards forever. So that's the raise them up of today. All that came from Common talking about a romantic relationship and how much influence it had on his personal development, not realizing that he wasn't thinking about himself until after he was looking at other people and Real love doesn't work that way. As you will see in these next couple high whys, we're having the next segment of the pod, the hashtag high whys, where loves and love culture uh, submit questions for me to answer here. Uh, breaking the fourth wall. I just went live <laughs> and had a uh, makeup love Tuesdays, AKA I held a love lounge on my Instagram live in order to get some and solicit some questions from uh, the 13 live event, which was called let love win. That's the title of this episode, but from the, uh, hashtag love lounge live LA event, I asked people what other types of questions would you have wanted to hear me answer? And I just aggregated a few things. And this is what we're going to talk about here in the high wide. Number one, I'm going to say this straight, straight, straight up, straight up, straight away. One of the things I wish I would have gotten to for myself before I even get into what loves responded to in the love lounge. I was having a talk with at it's Ryan Taylor on uh, Instagram, but I was having a talk with him at love lounge live LA in real life, physical life. And we were discussing the conversation that we had just had and love and relationships and marriage. And um, I made this statement and it was so good that I actually said it in a note on my watch because my phone was dead. So I was talking into my watch like I just needed to like save this thing. So this is moments after I was done conducting this live event. This came to me to say. I need y'all to know this love and relationship thing. It comes down to focus versus distraction. Your history, whatever it is, is valid. Abandonment issues, traumas, 
All of what you come with to a relationship, all of it's valid. The focus, though, the focus, though, is on what you want. If you're looking at anything other than what you want, when you're in a relationship, you're looking at a distraction. And there's no exceptions to that. Hear me and hear me clearly. Doing the work means that sometimes it takes two to know one. We've talked about this. I learned that in my grad school, becoming a therapist. Uh, Again, I'm a trained therapist, non-traditionally practicing, a.k.a. I practice here as a therapeutic edutainer on this podcast. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, you have to know when you are... When you're experiencing the love that you think you want, my question to you, if you had a journal, would be, are you more focused on your fears of what could go wrong in this relationship, or are you taking the time to actually imagine, meditate on, dream Create goals about what you want to see happen in this relationship. Are you focused on all of the previous excuses for why you weren't so great in this relationship or other relationships? I think of the Usher song, I love, love, I'm just fucking bad at it. I can't shake all of these bad habits. It it, it goes something like that. I'm not saying exactly right. But the thing is, Are you going to make the excuse or are you going to do the work? Focus or be distracted. You can't do both at the same time. Pick. Pick and then don't bitch. Do not bitch and complain. If you chose not to focus on the things that you want, be rooted in the present and look forward to a future that could be the way you envisioned it. If you choose anything other than that, You are choosing to fail. There is nothing wrong with failing, but own that shit. That's gangster. That's accountability. There's rarely anything more gangster than accountability. Love, yeah, but owning your shit. And for all the stuff that everybody was saying about my boy Eastside K-Boy saying, look, she ain't got to take my bullshit, but she do got to take me going through my bullshit. I'm a work in progress. And people was like, well, how much do you want to put through, put her through the heart of, I'm telling you, this is who I am. This is what I come with. This is what I'm dealing with. I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm not here to blow smoke up your skirt, but this is where I'm at currently. Love me, leave me alone. But at least I'm owning my shit. I gotta salute it. I gotta salute it. We will have, I'm gonna wait till next episode because it's Women's Month in the next episode. I'm gonna wait and I'm gonna let you niggas have it then. But I just want you to know, ladies, let let the gents have it right now. Mm-hmm. Let them have it. Um, so yeah, focus or be distracted. You can't do both and don't cry when a relationship gets off track, distracted, or fails because you've chosen to make your distractions more important than your focus. 
That's on period number one. Um, there needs to be safety for masculine and feminine energy. One, within the relationship from the masculine presenting and the feminine presenting parties. And then two, within yourself. All my macho men that think that showing emotion is weakness, that's corny. And it's really inaccurate. Showing emotion is a part of being human. When you cut that part of you off, you are telling your body and yourself that part of you is completely unacceptable. And so you walk around looking for perfection from other people and it's unrealistic. Yes, your relationships are going to be a little bit weird. Ladies, if you're cutting off your feminine energy, you're not allowing yourself to be soft. You're not allowing yourself to be vulnerable and loved. And therefore, you think you a real ass bitch, give a fuck about a nigga. That's not going to work for you either. Not delving into the feminine side of you means probably that you don't feel safe. And if you don't feel safe within yourself, the next thing is you won't feel safe with the person you choose. I'll say it again. If you don't feel safe within yourself, you are functioning from an unsafe picking ground. So you might pick someone who is completely not safe for you. It is not time to be in a relationship if you don't know what safety looks like for yourself, ladies. Peel back. Get into it. Take some time with that. Conversely, gents who don't have enough masculine energy, you're quite passive. Gents who don't have enough masculine energy, you're quite passive or you're erratic because you're controlled by your emotions. And if you're controlled by your emotions, the problem is you don't feel safe to lead a relationship. I say that because you're probably not safe leading your own life. These men might look like overspenders, over-sexualized, uh, um, imbalanced within themselves. These are also gentlemen that might put hands on people because they need to look like they can control something because their emotions are what's actually dominating them. They don't have a sense of homeostasis or balance. A masculine energy will put you on a discipline. It will put you on a structure. It will provide a sense of boundaries and it will find safeness. So men who lack masculine energy, you don't feel like a safe leader for a woman to be around, a woman who's balanced to be around. That might be one of the things that's challenging you. And ladies, if you don't have a sense of safety within yourself, when you date or marry, you will be looking to date or marry for security. You feel heavy to a man that way. Women who feel like, oh, I got a dude. I don't have to work no more. He's going to pay for my hair, lashes, makeup, nails, this, that, 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 that. You you think you're marrying or becoming in a relationship with an ATM. You minimize the human aspect of the privilege of loving a man. And that's going to have you looking funny in the light. Dudes will be down to fuck you. They will not be down to keep you. There's no reason. Especially if it's a... What the girls and the other people, what, what, but people, not just the girls, what the post Kevin Samuels rest in heaven internet calls a high value man. If this gentleman is a well earner, 
does well for himself, has a lot going. You're not the only woman that is trying to get through him to his paper, to him, through him to his security or what it looks like he has as security. Ladies, woman up. Put your big girl panties on. Get yourself something stable. You need that sense of stability before you try to latch on to a man to save you from yourself. No one can. No one should. Woman up. Help yourself out first. And then find a man with parity with you. And you will be nonstoppable. You will be unstoppable, not nonstoppable. You will be unstoppable in relationship. Um, healthy conversation and vulnerability sharing. Um, I have to wait on that one because, or maybe I'll answer it in one of the questions. So a couple questions, two questions from the gentleman on Instagram, our gentleman loves one is Reese underscore did underscore that. I believe it's a gent. Yeah, because it says if she's toxic, if she's toxic, should you let her go? Yes, number one. But number two, bigger than should you let her go is have you looked in the mirror to decide and find in you where you're attracting toxicity out of the woman? Because fuck whether you let her go or not. If you put her out because she's toxic, keep the same toxicity magnet within you. The next chick will end up becoming toxic even if she was healthy and balanced. Because there's something within you that is pulling that energy from this woman. Not just that. It won't stop at the woman. You can probably walk by a dog park and a dog will snarl at you. I'm trying to be honest with you. You can go to a job and people will give you a weird energy. Oh, they always talking about me. Oh, it's weird around here. Oh, you walk through a hood and you're the one person that everybody be like, oh, homie, where are you from? That toxic level, that magnet of whatever is in you, if you don't discover it, learn to love on it, and heal whatever wound it's being a defense mechanism for, it doesn't matter if you let this girl go. You'll get 16 more just like her in your dating path. So Reese did that. If she's toxic, should you let her go? Yes. And more importantly, do the work on yourself. At Peter underscore 24R, so happy to know you. This is one of TJ's homies, so I'm happy that we have him in love culture. Is there a connection between removing the armor and a man being able to say how he feels about his partner. Absolutely. Vulnerability. Is there a connection between removing the armor and a man being able to say how he feels about his partner? Vulnerability is the link. So when I said healthy conversation and sharing is its own I mean maybe I can cover it right here. Healthy conversation requires vulnerability. Vulnerability requires you, gentleman, lady, however you identify, being able to feel comfortable in being, regardless of the circumstances around and surrounding your being. Meaning, 
You come from less than your partner comes from. You make less money than your partner makes. You might be fit. Your partner might be fat. Whatever it might be, however the difference or the unbalance within the relationship is, between the two people in the relationship is, if you are okay with yourself and your partner is okay with themselves, y'all should be able to connect from that vulnerable space. The vulnerability is the predecessor, the prereq for the healthy conversation. A lack of a healthy conversation will look like one or both parties blaming, complaining, finger pointing, scapegoating, creating excuses, looking to control, stepping out. Um, I'm trying to think of other defense mechanisms that people do in relationship when their ego is trying to cover up something that they don't want to show, uh, connoting their vulnerability. Um, those are all different ways that people's defense mechanisms can buck up and try to, uh, escape that discomfort of actually feeling vulnerable and existing in that space. Okay, Peter. Um, When you let your armor, the connection between removing the armor as a man and young fly and flashy asked that question. Iman Omari asked that question about, uh, the vulnerability in a man. When can he be it? How can he be it? How do you remove armor? Those are questions that I want to take time on during Women's History Month, a.k.a. next episode, on purpose, by the way. I'll tell you why when it comes. But um, girls, remind me I said that. (laughs) Angels, I want to cover vulnerability. The Iman Omari question and the Young Fly and Flashy questions. I want to cover those in episode 50. Nope, 68. Okay, thank you. Uh, I just decided that right now, so sorry that happened in real time. But is there a connection between removing the armor and being a, and a man being able to say how he feels about his partner, um, about his partner, to his partner, with his partner? Yes. And that connection is the word vulnerability. Um Practicing vulnerability in relationship requires being able to have it well with yourself. Uh, are you able to look at yourself with love even when you're in your in the middle of one of your fuck-ups? Are you able to look at yourself with love and compassion even when you've behaved in a way that you've already told yourself, I'm not supposed to do that. I wasn't supposed to do that. I know I, I'm better than that. Are you able to forgive yourself when you've transgressed yourself, whether it's you spoke negatively on yourself, you missed a commitment to yourself. Do you make commitments to yourself? What is your relationship with yourself like when nobody is around? Do you distract yourself and get on Instagram every 10 seconds? Do you distract yourself and get on some other form of social media every 10 seconds? Do you distract yourself by being a workaholic, making a lot of money because you're masking 
an inability to control certain things in your environment. And because I can work and make money, I can be a career student. I can always be toiling at intellectualizing life, living from my shoulders up. These are just all examples, Peter. I'm not saying this is any of you. I'm just trying to give you a bunch of things that you can go off of. Um, If you're distracting yourself from life, you don't have an ability to focus on yourself. Only when you focus on yourself can you learn to love all of the more hidden parts and therefore exercise the strength that there is in vulnerability. So is there a connection, Peter asked, between removing the armor and a man being able to say how he feels about his partner? Yes, the answer is vulnerability. And I'm going to deep dive into that next episode, March 2024. Stay tuned because it's a real it's a real situation. All right. Um, we're flowing in this episode on to some YN's words of wisdom. Fuck it. We here. We live and we happy. We love it. We happy. Uh, for YN's words of wisdom, let me tell y'all something that I just told the loves on the live a moment ago. Love ain't got no IQ. You have got to be smart for love. I'll say it again. Love ain't got no IQ. You have got to be smart for love. I'm going to answer two other loves' questions as I interweave my YN's words of wisdom all through it. At DJ underscore ACL asks me, so are... 50-50 relationships wanted and needed. And our Love Big Will at Big Will TV asks, how do you let love flow? I'm going to take both of those questions and use them as my North Star as I talk about love not having an IQ and therefore you having to be smart for love. How do we let love flow? We allow love to flow through us by accepting the process as the process. Sometimes you got to give time, time. Sometimes you got to let life, life. If you trust that all things are working out for good for you, you will eventually, moment by moment, day by day, learn to remove the ego's incessant anxiety-inducing race for control in life. You will relax into your natural state of becoming a human being as opposed to a human doing. How do you let love flow? First, you have to let life flow. Tap into your breath. When I do that grounding ritual in the beginning of these episodes, do you fast forward, get straight to the good stuff? Do you disallow yourself moments to slow down because You need to be actively moving. Does quiet and moving 
at a slower pace bring you disorienting anxiety? If so, I'm going to need you to start practicing it. I'm going to need that morning routine and that nightly routine to switch up, to create a sense of stability where you give yourself the first moments of your day, then you shut the world out and give yourself your final moments of your day in order for you to be and hang with just you. Learn it now before you become a parent and you get robbed of the opportunity to because babies need security and attention at all times. Learn it now before you get a partner and now they're looking for your attention. They're looking for your love. And you feel like, damn, bitch, I ain't even got enough time for me. Damn, nigga, can you give me some room? I just need a space to breathe. Your singleness is a blessing. Gift yourself with your own attention. Once again, this whole shit is starting to come down to one's ability to focus versus one's ability to be what some people are going to call multitasked within the brain. But what further and more recent research shows, it's just distracted. You're productive in your distractions, but you're distracted. Sit down. Slow down. Gift yourself some still peace. If you're not used to doing it, you won't understand that that is the answer about how you allow love to flow. You let love win by being smart for love before you find a partner, before you become a parent, and then you're forced into a partnered relationship with your child, before you create a partnership with, I don't know, the U.S. judicial system because you're an inmate somewhere now, (laughs) before you're forced into relationships that you hardly chose. I implore you, I encourage you, get intentional about being with yourself, not always by yourself, but with yourself for show. Going back to DJ underscore ACL, are 50-50 relationships desired today? Are they needed? Are they wanted? I'll tell you guys what I told him in the Love Lounge Live a moment ago, in the Love Lounge a moment ago on my Instagram Live. 50-50 is ideal. It's what we would all say that we wanted. I'll use the same example. TJ is 6'5". I'm 5'4". The tallest 5'4 you've ever met. (laughs) But when we look at things like equal, that's like someone saying, you know what? I want to gift you and TJ with extra height. I'm going to equally give TJ one foot of extra height, and YN, one foot of extra height. What just happened? You took TJ from 6'5 to 7'5. You took YN from 5'4 to 6'4. The same exact disparity that existed before you gifted us with height 
exists now. We're just taller. So when I think about 50-50 in relationships and things like that, instead of the idea of equal amounts of time and energy spent from gentleman to lady or however and whoever you love and in a relationship having one person reciprocate everything that the other is doing. What's way more realistic is equity and equitable exchange. Meaning there are going to be seasons in life where one of you is up and the other is looking for employment. At that time in life, monetarily alone, it might be 80-20. There are going to be times in life when one of you is less healthy than the other. In that time in life, it might be 60-40, 65-35 when it comes to how equitable the relationship is and or looks. The reality is all you're really looking for is stability. All systems that are ever existing from the system in your car that makes it run and work to the system of your body and all of its multifaceted functionings. All you're looking for is balance and homeostasis. Happens all the time. If you drink too much water, you can drown yourself. Today, right now, not in the ocean, not in a bathtub. Today, right now. If you drink too much water, you can be peeing every 10 seconds and it can really distract your ability to get any work done, drive anywhere, go do anything. If you work out too much, you can end up pulling a muscle. You can stagnate your body because it's in fucking shock and you won't lose an ounce of weight. If you work out too much, and you are not taking proper rest days, if you drink too much water and not allowing your body time to process that water, you can fuck the system up by taking it off of its equilibrium, by taking it out of whack, out of balance. Balance doesn't always look like 50-50. Balance can look like, oh, dope. If you over here on fire shooting on offense, well, let me defend harder because my shot ain't been going in. That's a basketball reference for everybody who doesn't know basketball. If my partner has been killing it in the employment world and he's bringing in a bunch of money or she's bringing in a bunch of money, they're bringing in a bunch of money, let me make sure when they get back to this house, Everything is clean. I got to make sure, or I want to make sure, and I got to, I want to make sure that this space is smelling good, feeling good. I want to make sure that my body and me is smelling good, looking good, feeling good. You know what? They've been working so hard. Let me gift them with an outing tonight. Let me go ahead and have a little date already set up for them just to hang. You know what, babe? I know you've been working really hard. I invited a bunch of your homies over. You guys stay here. I'm going to go with the girls. We're going to pop out. Just have some bro time. You've been around nothing but the chicks and the kids and the have some bro time. Michelle Obama in her book, The Light We Carry, 
episode episode six, chapter six is called Partnering Well. I've made mention of this before and I love this book. I listen to it a lot. She speaks about Barack as he was first becoming the president. She got to, like she says, she saw the loneliness of the presidency up close, the isolation, the stress. So when she got the opportunity and factored in all of what she could to make sure that the country was still being run properly, but also that Barack could get a little bit of rest and relaxation, she scheduled a date for all of his homies and him to meet up somewhere, Camp Pendleton, I think, and have like a bunch of outdoor games, uh, uh, food was catered. She and the wives and the children were all in one part of the space. All the guys were in a whole complete separate part of the space because she knows what it's like to work really hard. She was a lawyer and in that law firm that Obama ended up coming to be an intern for before he got there. Let's never forget that. That's also the perfection. We're talking about love don't got no IQ. You got to be smart for love. I've said this before. I don't know if I've said this here on the pod. Choose wisely, treat kindly. Choose wisely, treat kindly. Words from my grandmother. My grandmother will tell you if she were here physically, but I'm telling you for her. Once you pick a partner, you have to be kind to that partner. And when you're picking them, be discretionary. Be discretionary. That wasn't what I wanted to say. Be, uh, there's another D word right there, but be discerning. Thank you, Wyanna. I like my brain tonight. Be discerning. Scrutinize the data where this gentleman is concerned, where this lady is concerned, where this person that you're about to love on is concerned. Recognize the type of individual they are. Plan for some hiccups a little down the road. Okay, if the condom doesn't do its job, would this person end up being a smart mother or father for a potential child if I'm destined to keep a child? Is this the type of individual I would want to have for the long run? And if it's not, there's no problem there, but don't make a number two type of person your number one priority and put them in your number one spot. Seven habits of highly effective people. One of the things is keeping the main thing, the main thing. And the quote that starts that chapter is the main thing is keeping the main thing, the main thing. You want to make sure that you're looking at when you're prioritizing time and energy, that you are doing it for a person who also is prioritizing you as you have prioritized yourself. If you're not in the practice of prioritizing yourself in your own life, stop looking for it from your partner. It's unreal. It's an unrealistic ask. These are just things and ways. These are just things I want to put on your mind and ways to be smart for love. I want you to know love itself does not have an IQ, an intelligence quotient. Because it, love, in and of itself is not intelligent, I'm going to need you to be intelligent for love when it comes to relationships. We can get more into that 
if y'all want to, when you see me next in one of your love lounges. But that's what I had on that in your YN's words of wisdom for episode 67. And before I go. It was badunch. That's okay. So, number one, I love the do more than you knew every day of the week at I L O V E T H E D O U X. My cousin Maya Smith, head CEO, founder, MC, aka Master of Curl for the do. They have a new line out called Press Play and Baby. It got people's hair out here shiny and looking benevolent and bubbly. Do not look at my hair as a candidate for what the press play system will do for you and your hair because this is just workout hair. Let me keep it a stack with (laughs) y'all. I have been so far up basketball and my sauna's ass Okay, yoga, jogging, basketball, and my sauna's ass. My 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 intentions, my focus, all that has been there. I I I can't get this hair in no shape as of late. Just not right now. Just not right now. I'm having fun, so I've been straightening my own hair. But shouts out always to my hair lady at Hair by Quista, H-A-I-R-B-Y-Q-U-I-S-T-A. I will be coming to see you soon because regardless of me doing this hair, I always need my edges. Wait, what? Edges clipped? What is this called? Edges? What is this called? My trim. I'm always going to need my ends. The ends trimmed. I need my trim. I need my my clip. So love my hair team. Um, I know you see it. I know you see it. I know you see it. Let me tell you something. At Pristine Nails and Spa Glendale, they've quite apparently advanced what they're doing, okay, over at Pristine. Um, they got your girl looking away. They got your girl looking away with these nails as I keep hitting the table and moving and shaking the shaking the system up. Um, ladies and gentlemen, if you're not on YouTube, all of this is doing nothing. However, um, my girl Diane is the is the chick man, and she and her team. Shouts out to Scarlett, uh, John. You know, love you. Um, they just do an amazing job. So I'm always very thankful. Uh, I love running into loves who listen to them on here. I run into some loves there. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's fine. It's always fun. Um, so, uh, Pristine Nails and Spa Glendale is the second pay your dues. Third pay your dues. My team and I met some of the dopest ladies at a very new store in the Americana in Glendale, it's called the Converse Store. It's not that, you know, you know, but um, Converse is I, I I'm I'm Converse is an LA brand. It's an LA shoe in style. In style, we had a great conversation with Aresia. 
and Valentina. Uh, and they're just two amazing individuals that work at the Converse store right there in Glendale at the Americana. Um, and we learned that freaking they originated in Boston. I was so disappointed. I got to be honest, but no worries. It's just, you know, LA has adopted the Converse as its shoes. So, you know, I stay in Chucks, um, period. I, I perform in, in my heel Chucks uh, a lot. And um, when I go get a Grammy uh, and the one year that I had like the Grammy nomination, like they sent it to me, the invite and everything. Of course, it was in New York that year. It was 80 degrees in LA that year. And it was like 38 degrees in New York that year. I don't even know what my name is like that. So I couldn't do that. Like it was all wrong for my brand. So anyways, um, yeah, respect. Uh, but yeah, Converse, you guys have some amazing people working at your Glendale store. Shouts again out to Eresia. 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 I just love that name and I'm saying it wrong most of the time, but it's because I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep practicing it because I'm not scared to fuck up. Hello. It's only gonna get me closer to the right answer, but Eresia, I know how to spell it. And Valentina, y'all are amazing. Thank you again. And uh you guys actually will be seeing me later today. Now you know when I'm taping, um, for your grand opening right there in Converse uh at the Americana. Um I also need to shout out number four, love culture, but specifically in love culture, a few of y'all sponsored other loves to come to the Love Lounge Live LA event on the 13th of December this year. And I got to say, listen, shouts out to Inner Radiance, uh, our, our love Erica. Shouts out to Just Create Art, Love Just. Shouts out to the artist Nuji at the artist Nuji. I just said that. Um, uh, that's our our love Nuji. Shouts out to Andre Mego. Andre period Mego. Of course, he has period in his name. Um, shouts out to I am Wendy with an I. Uh, these are all people who sponsored folks. If I'm missing anybody, let me know. You will get the shout out next episode for sure. Um, and I have to shout out all of the amazing vendors and the folks, the creatives, the Love Culture members that donated their services for Love Lounge Live LA. Um, Iman Omari, at Iman underscore Omari, amazing uh, artist, producer, new music just came out. So please go to his page at I-M-A-N underscore O-M-A-R-I. Iman Omari, I-M-A-N underscore O-M-A-R-I on Instagram. Please go to his page. Make sure you can find ways to support him. Um, If you are in the love culture community chat under Raise It Up Why on Instagram, we have the tip jar still in there under the media of that uh, uh, community. Tip these individuals like him, like Black Girl Media, at B-L-C-K, no A, at B-L-C-K, period, girl media, underscore. 
at Black Girl Media. That's our girl Jazz. She took pictures. Those pictures are freaking gorgeous. So thankful to have had her there. Um, at Wava Life, my baby brother and sister, at W-A-V-A-L-I-F-E, at Wava Life, came with the Wavaritas. Did you get one? It was strong, huh? Whoop! You was feeling yourself. But uh, I think I think Sui, Susie said that the best flavor was the strawberry mint. It. Which one did you get? Dragon fruit. They said that dragon fruit sold out. Strawberry mint sold out, and pineapple ginger. But that was like a Moscow mule. That wasn't one of the Wavaritas, right? He he had Moscow mules too. It was fire. That pomegranate uh, kombucha that I brought home, that that was amazing. That was like I was I I I had to call Warren after, and I was like, Warren's my little brother. He made Wava Life at Wava Life on Instagram. I had to call him like, Are you okay? Like, are you mad at anybody? Like, wait, dude, dude, like, dude, that. Oh my god, my mouth is watering. But anyways, um. Everybody that participated in, attended, whether virtually or physically, at Raise It Up Wise Love Lounge Live LA event. Hashtag Love Lounge Live LA is where you can find any of the pictures, any of the stuff that's associated with it. We're just so thankful. We are so thankful for all of you. Um, A lot of you said that y'all was hot, that... Y'all wasn't there. And um, some of the loves like Love Crimson RVN at Crimson RVN said, I attended virtually last time, physically this time. She said, I'm never coming virtually again. (laughs) She said, I don't care when you're doing this. I'm always going to come. This, it just felt amazing. So Mitzen and Miles, Eminem, like, I don't know. It, listen, listen, it felt it felt really good. It was different from the first one. It was different than the first one, but I intended for this one to be different. At the first Love Lounge Live LA in July 2023, we did almost everything except have conversation like this. We had the Dua Diddy, we had the we had all of the stuff. This one is where people actually got to like converse like we do on Instagram. So, I was really happy that we hit the mark for what we were looking to do. Um, Finally, at Raise It Up, Y-R-A-I-S-E-I-T-U-P-W-Y, all the loves end up saying rockets up on these hoes. If you don't know why we say that, you'll have to be around so you can learn our vernacular. Um, Here at Raise It Up, Y, we kind of have our own speech. We have our own language. We affirm ourselves in our own way. Talk to me nice if you talk to me at all. Hello. Um, that was me trying to get my shoulder thing. Okay, I didn't do it. That was kind of Harlem shake, but don't worry about it. Um, couple dates. Number one, by the time y'all hear this, this movie will already be out in select theaters at Atheon Crockett, A-F-F-I-O-N-C-R-O-C-K-E-T-T? I think it's two T's. Say it in your phone, it'll pop up. Um, he has a movie, a wonderful new movie coming out that is like 
quite hilarious. At the very least, it looks hilarious given what I've been seeing on the um given what I've been seeing on all the where's the name of it? Where's the name of the movie? Yeah, we just keep everywhere I have it, it's Afion's movie, Afion's movie. Hip hop story. I think it's called Afion Crockett on his page. A hip hop story, right? Is it two T's for Afion Crockett? Damn it. I got to trust my memory some more. So, Afion Crockett with two T's on Instagram. Please go to his pinned posts. You'll see the select AMC theaters that are putting out a hip hop story. A hip hop story. Um, it looks hilarious. Uh, one of the artists that um, Terrace Martin had me working with was in the movie. So I'm really happy and excited for her. Shouts out to Cortiana. Um, Instagram is at Corti, Corti, C-O-U-T-R-Y, period, C-O-U-R-T-Y. I think I forgot the R the first time, but Corti, Corti. Um, also, couple dates. Um, on the 27th of March, our great friend and love crisis at K-H-R-Y-S-I-S. I think it's with an underscore at the end of it. Crisis on Instagram. K-R-Y-S-I-S. I believe there's an underscore at the end. Um, he's doing his beat critiques live in LA. And fun fact, the studio where he's doing it is the studio where we finished up recording vocals for my album, Been In It A Minute. I looked at the address. I says, wait, I know that address. And I looked on there and I was like, oh, that's the place where we were. So it just feels good. Is it crisis with an underscore? I think so. Yeah. So at K-R-Y-S-I-S. And I believe it has an underscore for his profile page. On IG? K-H. I said, I forgot that H. K-H-R-Y-S-I-S. Crisis. It is an underscore at the end, right? So cry. I uh, wanted to make sure I got that right for you. March 27th in Los Angeles. Please go to Crisis's page. Um, the Beat Critiques. He started it on Instagram and sort of like how we started on Instagram and then we started having live events. He's now having live events about his platform and I'm really proud of him. Um he just makes me happy. So I can't wait to support him that way. And a third date. Don't call me. I don't have tickets nor backstage passes nor any way to help you out. However, the emotions will be on that effing magical gig entitled Fool in Love. Ninth sent me this and said, if you don't think I'm going to be wherever y'all are on that day, you got me all the way fucked up. Um, we're going to be on the stage with Al Green, Santana, Charlie Wilson, Gladys Knight, headliners Lionel Richie and Diana Ross. 
here at the SoFi in Los Angeles, sunny Inglewood, California. We're on the same stage with the Isley Brothers, Shaka Khan, um, the OJs, the Jacksons, the Whispers, the Spinners, the Emotions, and Dionne Warwick. That's our stage. I know this is not a competition. I know this is not a competition. But I looked at some of the other stages and I was like, you tried it. Yeah, you tried it. But this this gig uh, uh, on August 31st is so stacked with people. It doesn't matter which stage you are uh, patronizing. Smokey Robinson headlines another stage. Uh, Barbara Mason is on that stage. The Delphonics and the Stylistics, and those are our homies too, are on that stage. The Manhattans, the Shy Lights, those are our other homies. The Legendary Blue Notes are our other homies who are over there. Um, Bloodstones, who are our other homies, they're over there on that stage. Um, and then on the third stage, which I was very upset because the first name is one of my all-time faves, George Clinton and the Parliament Funkadelic is on the third stage. So is Zap. So is Cool in the Gang, y'all. Rolls Royce, Moore's Day in the Time, Heat Wave, fucking the Barkays, Shalimar, my auntie, and Howard Hewitt, SOS Band, Daz Band, uh, Mary Jane Girls. Where one of the members tried to hit on TJ. 70 years old and all. Hello? Hello? Mm-hmm. Auntie Evelyn Champagne King, the Pointer Sisters, Elder Barge, and I like it. I have a video you're going to laugh at where uh, my niece thinks that she's Elder Barge now. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give you that in a second. Um, So what I need y'all to see is when I say that that show is stacked, and I say and mean stacked, everyone's going to start hitting me up as the dates get sooner. I want this documented here in the wonderful month of February, a, a smooth six months ahead of time. My answer, la respuesta, is the fuck no. That's also in Spanish. Um, so no need to, to hover around my page, to send DMs to me or the Raise It Up Why or the Emotions Legacy, which I run page. No. Nope. No, 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 Nigga, I'm going to be dressed like, listen, never mind. Let, let, I, I have to wait and let him tell y'all on one of these episodes. <laughs> Anyways, loves. I love y'all. We got in, got out, got straight to it today. Everything was really on point like Fife. I mean, um, it's us though, what you thought we would do. Uh, I feel thankful having this time with y'all. I feel thankful that y'all are here with loves, with love culture, with us. Um, let's keep this going all year as we expand your capacity for love, which is 
we expand your knowledge for self so that you can have space for more love coming on in. Thank you as always. Much love to each of you. Stay real, y'all. Raise it up.